Welcome to this week in Indian Hill Brave Sports here on the all-new IndianHillBraves.org website and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer, and we are joined, as always, by Athletic Director Brian Phelps. Uh, Brian, good to talk to you once again. How are we now that we've gotten a full sports week uh, in the books? Well, we're doing great. We feel like uh, sports are back, although we know we're taking it a week at a time and a day at a time. It was great to get that first full week under our belt and uh, a big Friday night in. So um, we're, we're ready to keep moving forward. Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about the, some of the things that happened this past week. Of course, everybody wants to talk about football since we have a football season. Let's start right there. Start off with a really nice win over Deer Park, 42-zip. Uh, Ty Thornton, junior quarterback, really nice night, four touchdowns in total. You nearly split the passing and rushing yardage 50-50 there and I believe almost five, around 500 yards total offense. Is that, what we, is that what the coaches come to expect, that not only is Ty going to play well, but we're going to be able to throw the ball and run the ball like that? Well, I think our coaching staff really feels like we're going to be a uh, very well-balanced team, and a lot of kids are going to get touches and uh, be part of the, the, the offense that, that makes us go. So I think that's what's going to make it so tricky to plan for us. So many playmakers on the team and can, can really go a lot of different ways. So I guess we'll leave it up to the uh, the opposing team to figure out how to how to deal with that. Well, you've got Madeira this coming week, and they they won comfortably in week one, easily dispatching of Finneytown fifty six to thirteen. So you know they're coming off of playing well in week one as as well. There, how do you see that matchup coming out there? Is it still th- still believing your offense will carry the day? Well, I, I don't think there's any doubt that this is a game circled on the calendar. We respect those guys and, and know that um, they have high expectations for their team this year. So definitely not taking them for granted at all. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to be back at it today thinking about the, um, the Madeira Mustangs. And um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, but yeah, definitely uh, I would guess that our coaching staff plans to be a, a balanced offense and, and just take it one play at a time. How important was it for the team to get a game under their belts, given everything that's gone around, gone around the world, you know, not knowing we would have a season, then we do, but we don't know how many games it's going to be. Then we finally get a season together. Now they get a game underneath their belts. Are they able now to sort of process things as business as usual that, Hey, we've got Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to watch film game plan. And then to, to get ready for Friday. I, I think that's right. I, was talking to Coach Arcuri, and he had mentioned he was really um, happy that they were able to get that scrimmage game in with Northwest the week before because our kids were ready to go even that much more on Friday night. So now that the real thing is is under the belt and four quarters have been played and uh, a home game, you know, not the typical crowd we'd be we, we would be used to having, but um, still still felt like we were at home. I think that it's um, it's real now, and we're just hoping for the Friday nights to keep coming before uh, you know something bad might happen. And let's hope that's not the case. And hopefully, when we talk about football next week, they'll be two and zero heading into week three. Uh, let's move on to cross country. Just getting their season going, they got to run under the lights at uh, the Moeller Primetime Invitational this last week. Uh, as we talked about, really cool event. Uh, how did you think your team performed? You know, I, I think it's exciting to get that season started uh, at an event like that underneath the lights. Um, 
And, you know, I said it last week. I know I, I think our, our coaches and our kids um, expect to run well every week. And that was a great way to get us started. We'll head to Loveland this weekend and uh, hope to just keep getting a little faster, a little better as a team uh, each week. So uh, we'll see what happens this week as well. But, but definitely a, a, a great way to, to start the season for both the boys and girls cross-country team. And best of luck to them out at the Loveland Invite this coming weekend. We'll recap that on next week's show as well. Let's move on to volleyball. Two and one last week. It's two sweep wins over Northwest and Princeton. Busy week coming this week, though, with uh, a couple of ECC matchups in there as well as uh, Goshen. Is there is there anything the one any one thing I should say that coaches are looking for, wanting to see now that we're starting to move into league play? Yeah, you know, we'll get Goshen under our belt tonight and see how, how that goes. And then you start just focusing on the CHL opponents, and that starts tomorrow with Deer Park. And, um, you know, we have to really make sure that uh, we up our game even that much more when, when we have a, a league opponent. And like I said, we get that opportunity tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just we're going we're gonna to try to do the best we can in our league and, and see where it ends up at the end. With so, so many games in such a short time like this, as you said, you know, Goshen and Deer Park, back-to-back days. you got Madeira a little bit later on uh, in the week. How are they able to work on and improve their games outside of the actual matches themselves? Are they able to do individual training? Are they, you know, watch film, those types of things? How do they go about that in between game days? Yeah, you know, it's really a combination of all that. But I, I, I will go back to having the opportunity this summer to be together uh, per the OHSA rules, more than a, a usual summer. So I think this is the time you, you start to fall back on what your summer preparation did for you now. So I think our coaches and kids um, can, show the, can show our players now, this is why we spent that time in the summer, so we don't have to feel like we're cramming stuff in midweek when we have three games in a week and let it play out that way. Let's move on to the links, and let's start with the boys' golf. Uh, they're looking really, really strong thus far, putting, putting up low scores seemingly every meet, and looking at the CHL individual leaderboard, like 12 of the top 44 scorers are on your roster there. How, how has the coaching staff been able to get such consistently such consistent scoring out of so many kids every single uh, time out? Well, I, I think a lot of it is it's the competition amongst ourselves. You know, the kids are focused even that much more to make sure that they're in that top group at the end. Uh, there's kids fighting for spots to make the tournament top five. And when you can have that extra focus, um, you know, it's funny how what, what that does for you, getting some extra putts in, you know, on Sundays or playing around on yourself or finding your uh, your way to the driving range when it's not normal practice. It just really elevates everyone's game. And I think that's the result of that, that we're shooting low scores and it feels like we're getting better every week, which of mm-hmm. course is, is exactly what you want. But I know our coaching staff is really excited about the potential of this team. You just have to keep going out and doing it though. How much does that kind of sort of inner competition help when they get onto the course? I mean, is there a situation where, you know, guys are kind of playfully jabbing one another, like, ha, I got you, you know, I was two strokes lower on this day. Well, yeah, I was two strokes lower on that day. Does that help fuel them when they get out and, and go against uh, other schools? 
I think no doubt when, when you can compete that way with each other and, you know, you, you know, your partner in your group got a birdie and, and you're trying to keep pace with, with that partner, it, you know, sometimes that's their best competition, to be frank, uh, is, is the other kid wearing the same color shirt in their own group. So if that's what a kid needs to uh, play their best, it, it, it's awesome that they can have that inner, inner team rivalry. Over on the girls' side, we talked last week about how dominant this program has been uh, in the league seemingly for forever. Uh, it's it's been an interesting kind of start to the year. You, you look at the uh, maybe maybe that didn't come out come out of the gates roar, with the roaring start the boys would like as far as team results go. But you look at the leaderboard; you've got six of the top fifteen leading scorers uh, in the league. Does that speak to the level of competition they've played thus far? That yes, we're shooting low, but we are playing against some unbelievable talent thus far. I think that's exactly right. And you know, again, um, I know that confidence is building match by match scores are lowering and when you take a look in our league our kids are are right there in the mix and um you know for all our teams I think that's why why you try to schedule up you you try to play teams that you expect to be really strong and um that kind of comes back down for you as as you get later in the season and all of a sudden you're playing teams that are more your level and uh you have a, an extra bit of confidence so our girls are going to be just fine again, not just this year, but uh, the future looks bright for them. And our coach is uh, just, again, so positive with those kids and they're having fun. And um, we're going to keep watching them get better and better each week. So I'm getting the sense and there's not really any kind of sense of worry or concern at this point that we still have everything in front of us that we want to accomplish. Is that right? No doubt. There isn't a coach in our program that is uh, ready to sink the ship in, in anything. I, I think it's uh, the wind's starting to blow and the sails are full and, and we're, just, we're just moving forward every week. There you go. That's all you can ask for, especially at this point. Still a lot of, lot of to be played ahead of them. Let's talk on to the pitch now. Boys soccer gets a win over Roger Bacon. Now you start league play uh, with uh, Deer Park coming up. They've really struggled the last few years. Uh, it's been since uh, 2017 since they've won a game uh, in the league. You know, just despite that fact, how important is this is this game right now to kind of set the tone for the rest of the year that hey, we can go out immediately in league play and start putting the ball in the net, playing good defense, and uh, ultimately picking up a win. Yeah, that's right. I, I think that Roger Bacon win gave them a lot of confidence. That's you know, year in and year out, Roger Bacon's a, a really solid team. We. We had a tough game with Dayton Carroll on Saturday, who I, I've got to tell you, it was as good of a varsity soccer team as I feel like I've seen in a long time, uh, which puts us right in the league play tomorrow with Deer Park. That'll also be our senior night. So we'll get a, a chance to honor our, our kids and, and their families. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if Deer Park hasn't won a game since 2017. I think you said it's a league game. Our kids are going to be up for it. They're going to be ready to give us their best effort. And you got to take care of business in those kind of games. You can't have slip-ups. So they're ready to go. They're focused. And uh, we hope for a great senior senior night tomorrow night against Deer Park. No doubt. On the girls' side, really nice win over Kings. Most recently, 4-2. Megan O'Brien just keeps doing what she does. You know, let's just dump in a hat trick. 
and uh, carry the day after nearly 20 goals a season ago. When she gets on a roll like this, from what you've been able to see and, and talking to the coaching staff as well you know, from last year into this year, how much does the rest of the team feed off of that when they know they have an ace that can put the ball into the net seemingly at will? Well, she's an absolute stud. There's, there's no, no doubt about it. And I'm sure she'd be the first one to tell you that um, her success um, is a lot because of the, her teammates around her. And that's what's so fun about this team is it's not just one player. And although she is, she's lights out and she does, she puts that ball in the back of the net. It is a, a true team unit that makes all that happen. And um, these girls are going to be fun to watch. They, they had a nice one, one draw with summit earlier in the week too. And that was a great game. And, you know, you start thinking about some of the teams that we're playing. These are the teams we're going to see in the tournament and I'm mm-hmm. um, going to have to knock off to get there. So as, as we see some of those kind of games and play well with them, we're, we're excited and um, it's, it's going to be a good year for the girls soccer program. And a good way to start there with that win over Kings and Megan, as we said, Megan O'Brien just keeps playing very, very well. Let's talk about tennis, a very tough schedule they have played thus far, but you've got a chance here coming up this week at Summit and uh, also Turpin as well. And they're really getting into the flow of things as far as the season goes. Uh, in, in what you've been able to see yourself and, and seeing the results and in talking with the coaches and, and seeing how the players have performed, uh, where, do they, where do they feel their progress is at right now as we're approaching the midway point and maybe a thing or two, what's a thing or two they're looking to improve on heading into the back half of the regular season? Yeah, you know, in week one, we talked about playing the best tennis programs around. I mean, Ursuline, uh, Columbus Academy, Mason year in and year out at that Division One level is just as good as anybody, probably not even in the state, just just in the state, but around. Mm-hmm. Um, that summit match is a big one coming up because that's a, a, a state team tournament match, the second round. And, um, you know, our tennis team has two goals to, to play as individuals in the state tournament, but also advance um, as a team. And, and this is an opportunity for us to take the next step. I think at this point in the season, you'd hear from our coaches and kids. Sure, we have plenty to improve on, but those are some minor tweaks. Mm-hmm. and um, you know, when, when we get that worked out, when our doubles teams feel more comfortable um, working together and, and that kind of stuff, these, these girls are going to fire on all cylinders. And uh, we hope to have a, a nice match with Summit coming up and, and yeah. move to the next round of the state team tournament. As we're winding down here on the show here, also want to uh, talk a little bit about field hockey. They, they're, they're getting themselves going as well. It's not necessarily a sport we – that everybody is familiar with, that not every not every school supports there. So uh, how are they going about things right now uh, during their uh, season? Yeah, so we actually have not fully kicked our fall season off. Uh, two games last week um, didn't happen, although we have three this week, traveling to Talawanda today on, on Monday and then heading right back up to Oakwood and then hosting Summit on on Thursday, um, they're excited to, to finally get to play their first first game, and uh, it was too bad we had a, a couple that didn't happen last week. But it's going to mm-hmm. come fast and furious. Now that we're into it, it's going to they're going to feel like they're playing all the time. And um, I'm excited personally um, to watch these girls. And as you said, it's not a sport that's as popular in the state 
but I know it means a lot to our kids and our coaches. Um, so we're going to support them and, and do whatever uh, we can for them to have the best season they can have. Lastly, before I let you go here, now that we're sort of – things are starting to feel, I guess, closer to normal. All these uh, sporting events are, are happening. You know, things are seemingly going smoothly thus far. Still have a long way to go. But how, big, how much in the way of logistical things are you still dealing with now that, we've, now that we're into the season? Are, these, are you having, like, daily discussions with, with other folks, weekly discussions – What's that been like for you on top of the day-to-day duties of trying to manage an entire athletic department? Well, I'll tell you what, we've kind of joked around this. I've got my, uh, my, my main guy right next to me, um, one of our athletic interns, and I, his name Ethan from UC, and, and we've got another one, Sam from Xavier. And I think between the three of us, we put more social distancing stickers down and signs <laughs> up. And, and as much as it takes to run an athletic department, I think our job just doubled with making sure our fans and kids are staying safe. And, you know, things like reaching out to schools, it feels like daily, hey, how many tickets do we get at your place? How do you want our people getting them? Is it pay at the gate? Is it electronic tickets? We just set up our event, our home events for the week and, you know, communicating to other ADs and families of the process that, that they need to get into our games. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. It's um you know, I just I just met with um, ICRC today, who's our community people, about a box cast system that um, so we can live stream some some events that um, our in-house Indian Hill Television Network can't mm-hmm. um, can't do, and that ultimately that all just falls right back on us to to figure it out. So I think our job is doubled. I'm lucky to have some great people around to help, whether it's our administration or interns or, you know, my admin assistant, Judy, who's become, you know, not just an admin assistant. She's a second AD for us, it feels like, just everything she's having to do to kind of get things done. It's a lot, but it's a lot for everybody, and we're going to do whatever it takes to keep these kids on the field for as long as, as, as they can play and keep our parents in the stands as long as they can watch their kids play. So. That's just what makes it so much fun. <laughs> is sleep at a premium right now? Um, you know, I, I, I just <laughs> joked after you know, Saturday night with four soccer games and um, some youth football and watching my own kid play soccer, which was the fifth game. I got home about 10:15 on Saturday, which was earlier than Friday night. I slept in on Sunday, which means about 7.30 a.m., you know, and that's about as late as I can sleep, and it felt like I slept 12 hours just because it was more than the usual five or five and a half. So, yes, I feel like I have a bunch of newborn babies at home right now, but uh, that's that's what we're doing right now, and we're just making it work. Well, we won't take up any more of your time here so you can focus on everything else and maybe eventually try and get some sleep. Ryan, great talking to you once again. Let's do it again next week. What do you say? You got it. Thank you very much. That is Indian Hill Athletic Director Brian Phelps joining us here on the all-new IndianBraves.org for this week in Indian Hill Brave Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.